3: Thank you, Producer Matt Pajasky for starting my night just right. George Sells with you. KMOX at your service. Good evening, 806. Another cold night in downtown St. Louis. Not as cold, but we're getting by. Still freezing. I could tell you some stories about water and bursting pipes and things like that later on if we have time. We'll definitely get into it. But plenty to get into here on a Tuesday night in St. Louis. This is always that... Strange week in between Christmas and New Year's, where about half of people have the week off roughly, and you see more traffic at weird times and in weird places, and less traffic at other times than you would anticipate it. And hopefully, more people out tonight, you know, doing something fun, have a little more time to sit back and watch, listen to the radio rather, as they move through town. On a Tuesday. So what are we going to be talking about? Plenty to discuss. It's possible you're listening to us right now uh, sitting and waiting for a flight if you're a Southwest Airlines customer. uh, That is something that a lot of folks are dealing with. 70% of Southwest flights at Lambert Airport was the number I heard that were canceled yesterday. You know, we know about the big storm we had all over the country, but... All the other airlines are doing just fine. What in the world happened to Southwest? What has happened to you? We want to hear from you. Uh, 314-436-7900 is the number you can call. Again, 314-436-7900. We will be talking about this entire Southwest Airlines mess. We'll get into a little bit of what the experts believe happened. And it's interesting because it really has a lot to do with What Southwest has always said makes them more efficient, which is this concept of going point to point with all the flights rather than having a big hub like at Chicago O'Hare, for example. And Chicago gets buried and all of a sudden every United flight in the country is impacted in some way. Uh, Southwest always talked about being able to mitigate that by taking this point to point approach that they have been working with for years. Well, Between that and what some describe as an antiquated, archaic computer system with an inability to communicate internally, uh, Southwest finally got bit. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Want to know if you have been impacted. Also want to know if this changes your view on Southwest. I mean, Southwest was always kind of uh, the little guy's airline that we all loved, and they were usually a little bit cheaper, and they were the ones that stepped up and added investment in St. Louis when everybody else was pulling back. Uh, I think that they've, they've always been a St. Louis kind of airline, and now all of a sudden they are taking a beating from the public relations standpoint around the country. So want to hear from you. Did you have to deal with it? Are you mad? Are you going to change your travel habits because of this? we we'll to talk about that coming up. Also, tonight, I am presenting you with a public service. As a 52-year-old man, uh, I know very few of my peers, and along with those a little bit younger, a little bit older, even a lot older, who have not at some point asked the question, what the heck was that teenager thinking? What in the world is that child thinking when they insert the offense here from a room that is Like a Bosnian minefield from back in the days of that conflict. Sorry to pick on Bosnia. That shouldn't have gone there. But pick your pick your European conflict over the years Uh, from the uh, efforts to take a car to a speed that it can actually lift off and fly. Uh, We've seen that happen before. Uh, There are all sorts of things that you just wonder about a teenager. You wonder what is going through their mind. So as my gift to St. Louis this holiday season, I have brought my 17-year-old son Quinn in here with me, and he will answer your questions. If there's anything that you want to ask about, you know— Why do you guys always put off homework? Why do you want to sleep till noon? (laughs) Anything like that. I have someone here who can provide the answers, and we're going to do that later on this hour. So give us a call. Start thinking up your really good questions for a 17-year-old. The number is 314-436-7900. Want to hear from you on that. Uh, So we're going to talk about all that coming up also in the 9 o'clock hour. For my money, the single best follow on Twitter if you are a music fan. Eric Alper is a Canadian music journalist and one of the most uh, prolific people you will find on social media. And if you want to talk music, this is the guy to talk music with. He is going to join us. He's joining us from, on the phone from Toronto, and he may be talking a little bit of smack because the Maple Leafs are beating the Blues 3-1 to one right now. That's just a little sidelight there. But uh, hopefully the Blues can make a comeback because I would like to uh, be able to talk some smack to him rather than take it the other way around. Also, what do you think about the federal government reinstating a mask mandate uh, in indoor uh, like public parks and things like that, i.e. the Gateway Arch? We often forget that the Arch is a a federal or is a national park. Well, uh, they announced that uh, for the time being, at least, you're going to have to wear a mask if you want to go up in the Arch. Does this bother you? Do you care? Have we gotten past caring or are we just so annoyed with the whole thing that we're done with it? Will you stay clear or will you want to go and check the Arch out? All these things to talk about as we move on through the evening. The mask thing doesn't bother me that much. i A lot of people still wearing masks and, hey, that's what folks want to do. That's fine. And if I go to a doctor's office and they ask me to throw on a mask, that's what I do. Put on a mask. Don't love it, but don't get real mad about it. But I've seen some people get borderline violently upset about being asked to put a mask on, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. but. I guess that uh, people are going to do what people are going to do when it comes to that sort of thing. So we will talk about that as well. Lots going on. Want to hear from you. Again, the number is 314-436-7900. Give us a call. Let us know uh, Southwest Airlines. And what is that teenager thinking? Those will be the items we'll be going on to first as we move through the night. It is 813 on a cold Tuesday night. X at your service. I'm George Sell.
0: Call from mom. to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. <laughs>
3: Tuesday night, X St. Louis. I'm George Sells. X at your service with you until 10 o'clock. Coming at you with some loud rock and roll music. One of your many teenage stereotypes that are out there. And when I was teasing this, this segment a few minutes ago, my, my son, Quinn Sells, 17 years old, who is our guinea pig this evening for you. He's here to take your questions, if you have any, about... The inner workings of the teenage mind, we can talk about other stuff too, but uh, I just thought the inner workings of the teenage mind would be fine, fun because it's a mystery to me. But the first thing he got aggravated with was the fact that I was throwing every stereotype possible out in teasing this segment. But I, I told him it's just kind of how that works. 314-436-7900 is the number if you've got any questions. For this young man, Quinn Sells. Quinn, thank you for joining me downtown at Camelbacks tonight. Of course. <laughs> so, I guess I'll start with what what because cause you went into your dad voice. He's got a very distinct dad voice when I start bugging him about stuff. And I and I was asked, I think it was the sleeping till noon one that got on your nerves. Wait, which of those stereotypes gets on your nerves the most as a teenager?
4: Um, got gotta say the you gotta say the sleeping till noon because. Uh, I feel I feel like that's like a thing that happens, you know, a few times and then your parents think you do it all the
3: time. So <laughs> I got you. Now is this something that that is, that comes naturally to you? Because I can't do it. There was a time and and I will say I think there's something scientific to this cuz I could do this for a long time and now I can't. And I don't know what has happened to me. Uh but so, but is this, is this something that you feel comes natural to you? Like if if you're just left alone would that would that be an everyday thing?
4: Uh definitely not. Just cuz like it you you do feel like Drowsier for the rest of the day when you wake up that late, but like, you know, you know, you stay you stay up really late the night before. Maybe you're out with your friends. Maybe you're playing video games. You know, who knows? Uh, and you just have nothing really to do the next day. Yeah, sleeping till noon. It's it's kind of nice. <laughs>
3: it does kind of work. I could, I could deal with that once in a while. But I, I, am, in, I am physically incapable of doing it now, that, which is a, a funny thing that changes. But it's also interesting because you do hear those – and I've heard you uh, as a champion of this before, the people who say that they ought to flip elementary school and high school. Because right, right now, yes. most, for those of you who don't have kids, most school districts, the high schools are the ones who start the earliest, then the middle schools are in the middle, and then the elementary schools uh, have the latest start time and – what I always thought was logical is the fact that the high school kids that you're dragging out of bed to be at school at 730 in the morning are the ones who want to sleep the latest. And the grade school kids who don't have to go to school till nine are the ones that, as a parent, you're completely annoyed when they come in and wake you up at six in the morning on a Saturday.
4: No, yeah, exactly. I, I would uh, – when I was in elementary school, I would I would wake up – I'd never be at school until 845 when I was in elementary school. Now at, at I'm at Kirkwood High School – uh, that's, that's 745, uh, middle school is about, like, 815, um, but it, when I was in elementary school, uh, I'd wake up at, like, 7 a.m. or 6:30 to go and play Xbox before school, it's just, like, I, I was just able to wake up, I felt fine, nowadays, like, I, I, I set my alarm for that time, and I'm just, like, oh, god, like, it, it's, I, I wish, I wish they would flip the elementary and high school and, it would be much more logical, I think.
3: So those considering the reinvention of education, we will uh, – well, you want to have that conversation. Give some thought to that. Uh three one four four three six seventy nine hundred the number if you want to jump in. Here's another question. Uh, the – and I'm not just hanging – I want to put this out there. I am not just hanging this on this kid because he's got a sister who's just as bad. I know of cousins and others who are also just as bad. Uh your room is a dangerous place to walk across. Yeah. Always. What is so difficult about picking up items off the floor and putting them into an assigned place where maybe they won't be stepped on or, or generally bothered?
4: So it's not that like it's not that like I like my room like that or like, you know, I'm purpose- like It's just like it, it just falls so low on the priority list. Like, you know. Right now it's right now there's really less there are really there are really less excuses because it's winter break and I've got more time on my hands. I'm probably going to clean my room at some point this week. But uh you Your know, during, very
3: excited, I'm sure.
4: Yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> and, uh dur- during school though, um you know, you have homework and you know, I I take some challenging classes, so I have more homework than the average high schooler and um you know, the, you just, you have that, you have your extracurricular activities, you have other stuff, sports maybe, um, and, and you, you just don't really think about what your room looks like compared to all this other, like, big stuff. And, like, you know, I'm a junior in high school, and my friends and I are thinking about college, uh, and same with seniors. And it's it's just, stuff, stuff like that seems very formative in, in comparison to... To like homework and stuff like that. And
3: cleaning up your room. Well, you bring up homework and your timing is perfect because Luke is on the line and Luke may be a man of my own heart here with a question about homework. Go ahead, Luke. So I just, I just, you know. Hey, turn your radio down, Luke. Turn your radio down real quick all right, for me. All right, well, all right. Just homework. It seems like it's so stressful on a lot of teenagers and a lot of different. Teens that are in high school, it just seems like as if it's too much for the kids. They're in school for many hours. I just wanted to get Quinn's thoughts on that.
4: Uh, so, yeah, my so, homework is definitely like it's easy. It's probably my biggest stressor. Like, it, some people, um you know the you're so tired after school you're there for seven hours a day and then they say they want you, oh yeah also we're giving you this three hours worth of stuff to go and do when you're at home in your free time um yeah it it definitely causes a lot of stress you're asking teenagers to do 10 hours of work a day you know a lot don't want to do it or you know don't have the focus to or stuff like that and you know you start like you know maybe you miss one assignment and then you'd miss another one it just it all snowballs it creates so much stress uh it's really um a lot of scientific studies show it's really unnecessary uh and that kids learn a lot better in the classroom because um because like you're under the supervision of a teacher you don't have distractions you don't have, you can't like just like you know say i'm bored i'm going to go play some video games
3: um and, but the stress is the, the the most stressful part isn't doing it as much as the snowballing when you don't do it. Isn't that fair to say? That is fair to say. But also, like,
4: you know, a, a, a person who does all their homework is a very s- certain type of person. And like, you know, I'd say I, I, I'd say e- e- less than a quarter of my friends do all their homework. <laughs>
3: hey, Luke, how old are you? I am I am sixteen. So okay, so you're 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 coming at it from the from the teenage perspective, and I will I, say uh, I will say this. I mean, know, yeah, I I was gonna do the uh, like old guy get off my lawn thing and say, well, back in my day, you know, we had lots of homework too. I don't know that we had. Depending on the course, obviously, I think I think sometimes they come at you guys with more, and I think the but I think the biggest difference. And and this is something I don't envy for you guys. I think the biggest difference is the fact that as a parent, if you don't do your homework, I'm getting an email every Thursday that's giving me a blow-by-blow blow list of what you haven't done, which means I'm, I'm coming down on you about doing it. Now, I think it's important as a parent that I do that and try to keep you moving in the right direction and help you form good habits. But I will at least confess to you that... Uh, when I was a teenager, uh, I had to learn myself how to dig myself out of that hole because I didn't have any parent, any parental looking over my shoulder. It, it was really more of knowing that at the end of the semester, uh, when that report card went home, I was toast if I didn't get it done. And I, I, I it was the same end result. At, I. I com-
1: yeah, I agree with
3: that. But looking over, but, but yeah, do you, how hard is, that, is it having Big Brother watching you? So,
4: <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a funny reference. Uh, no, uh, y- you know, I-, I think a lot of parents, uh, including my own, uh, think, I-, I-, I feel like you think that you play a bigger role than you maybe do with getting myself out of a hole because, trust me, I'm, like, stressing just as much as you are, like... Uh, and like when, when, like when you come to me and confront me about these things, I, I typically know already, and I'm like already have something in action trying to mitigate it. Uh, but yeah, it definitely, uh, it definitely does scoot me along when I get yelled at by my parents. I will <laughs> as that's true.
3: See, that's all we're trying to do, Luke. Scoot you along, man. That's all it is. Yeah, and also the whole thing with work. You know, a, mo- a lot. I'd say most teenagers are working. So with homework and work you know you're probably not getting off till a later time at night so it's it's just kind of difficult staying up and then if you stay up late doing homework the next day is going to be miserable in school
4: yeah well (laughs) my freshman honors geometry teacher would always say that like uh he he said he said oh yeah we can teach you all this stuff in three hours school's just to keep you off the streets
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no no that's it okay where, where do you go to high school give him a quick shout out I go to Webster High School. Oh, okay. Ooh, we I'm got a, Kirkwood. Ooh. Got a Webster guy and a Kirkwood guy on the line here. Okay. Well, well I'll tell you what we're going to do before we come to blows. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to keep you around for another another segment. So if anybody else out there wants to chime in, teenager, adult, give us a call. 314 436 7900. It is 827. I'm George Sells, and KMOX is at your service.
1: It's Men's Billikins basketball. New Year's Eve day. Catch the action as they take on St. Joseph's. Pre-game eleven forty-seven. Tip at noon. Hear it here on your home for Billiken's basketball. King MoX.
3: Ah, Matt Pajeski getting uh, creative with the uh, school question. The school music here. 831, Camel at your service, George Sells with you. Until 10 o'clock tonight, we're talking about teenagers. I brought one with me, just in case you have any questions. 314-436-7900 is the number. I brought my son, Quinn Sells, with me tonight to sit in on a couple of segments and just talk about some of the things that teens are dealing with and also to answer any questions folks might have about, you know, we all go, what's, what's going through that kid's mind sometimes? But uh, I, w- I was giving you a hard time earlier, and it was somewhat in jest, but I do want to talk about something that's kind of serious and something I am really glad, uh, as much as I enjoy it now, something I'm really glad that did not exist when I was your age, uh, and that's social media. Um, yeah. That's, how do, you, how do you balance that? Because on one hand, it's it's an easy way to connect with people. But also, I mean, I think I was probably, uh, you know, blissfully unaware of the parties that my friends were going to that I didn't get invited to when I was 17 years old. Yeah, uh, that doesn't happen anymore.
4: That's definitely a thing. Uh, the the party thing like you see you, any party you don't get invited to. You like see all over people's Snapchat uh, and. Um, you know. It's not so – the thing with social media, it's such a double-edged sword because I, on one side, like, you know, I have so many friends who have, like – I have a couple of friends, really close friends who have moved away, and I have been able to stay close with them through instant messaging, FaceTime, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, at the same time, social media is a tool for everybody to see everything that they don't have. And – um you know that that creates a lot of emotional stress for people and you know uh people um yeah it just it, it can it can create uh all sorts of of mental issues as we've seen i mean uh they 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 say our generation is the most depressed generation um is
3: it is it bullying or is it just people Wanting to hype up what they're doing and and maybe being inconsiderate of others at times, or maybe is it a little bit of both?
4: So yeah, this is a big one. Uh, a lot of people think cyberbullying is the biggest problem on social media. That is very false. That is totally untrue. I mean, at least at least in my experience, um, you know, social media. The more the the psychological pressures come from, you know, seeing all the stuff you're not getting invited to, you know, um, you know maybe. Maybe your friend – maybe a friend said they're busy and, you know, you see on someone's story that, they're, that they just went and hung out with somebody else. Um, that's definitely where more of that emotional stuff comes from. The c- cyberbullying thing, you know, uh, mean people will always be
3: mean people and it, no matter if they have social media or not. So, so cause that was – that's always – and the, the the other thing I think about – this is one that I have been nagging you and your sister about. Since you were old enough to you know, type a type a sentence into a phone, I think, or, or more to the point, post a picture, uh, the fact that it doesn't go away like if you if you say something obnoxious or something stupid or you put up a picture that it seemed like a great idea at the time and it probably wasn't uh yeah that that is the sort of thing and and we haven't even really co- seen this completely come to fruition yet we're starting to uh but you know we we haven't seen the guy running for president yet who has uh you know obnoxious pictures from teenage parties when he was on social media or she um so the 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 idea of your online history of your digital history And the fact that it's borderline unerasable, uh, you know, how much thought do you give that on a day to day basis? Or do you think you should be giving it more thought than you do?
4: So the thing with that, so a a lot of adults are under the impression that like every single word that you ever put online will come back to haunt you like full stop. You know, like. With the like, you know, if you're going into like, uh, like a government job or something, and they're doing like very like thorough background checks, you know, maybe then you need to worry about that. Or like he said, if you're running for office, that's definitely
3: something that will happen. But or just if you get famous, there was a, a a ball player. A year or two ago, they went back and they—I can't even remember who it was. The guy played for the Pirates. Matt remembers this. Okay, Come on. Matt Bajeski, who was uh, it? It was Josh Hader of the Brewers. Okay, and what what did he do? he did something stupid? What was uh, it? Well, I mean, there could be multiple cases that we're talking about here, but in this case, it was there's a bunch of racist tweets and some song lyrics that really, really looked bad. Gotcha. But so yeah, they'll, they'll no matter who you are, no matter what you do. Well, I say no matter who you are, but they will go back and look, and if you become famous. They'll go back and look harder. It's like almost the more success you achieve, the harder they're going to try to bring you down, it sounds like.
4: Yeah, for sure. But, like, if you're – you know, some people are worried about, like – you know, like, unless it's one of these situations where people are, like, actively trying to find something bad on you, it's it, it effectively, when you delete something, it kind of goes away because, you know, you have to, like, go into Wayback Machine or something like – something equivalent to that. It's It's a – pretty lengthy process to retrieve things that have since been taken down. Uh, and, um, but yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I know, you know, I, I had social media in middle school. Uh, some, some of it, my parents let me have some of it. I downloaded without their permission. And then uh, we caught
3: you and then you got in trouble. Yes. okay, uh, <laughs> and,
4: um, and yeah, I've, I definitely probably posted some things then that I would not be very proud of today. Um, you know, uh, platforms like Instagram are more dangerous with that than, say, Snapchat, which is like.
3: Well, at like the pictures. I mean, you know, every, anybody who's ever. OK. Any college graduate listening. Did you ever go to a party in college where a picture might have been taken of you that you would prefer people not see? I'm going to guess that if we're being honest with ourselves, 98.43 percent of our listeners right now would say, "Yeah, there was probably one somewhere." And I'm not even talking about you doing anything wrong. It's just you had a little too much to drink, and you decided that that was the night you were going to climb up the fire escape at the <laughs> uh, in the apartment building. Uh, you know that these things happen, <laughs> and 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 they become documented. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I
4: will say. Um pretty much every like noteworthy stupid thing i've done with friends there are pictures of it somewhere or videos
3: um you know whether that goes like see like do you worry about you you're going to be applying to colleges here in a less than a year do you do you worry about the the college admissions person going back and finding something, and I'm not talking about something, you know, the the, the Josh Hader example is is a, an extreme one, and obviously not something you would have a problem with, but, but just something where you were doing something goofy. I mean, do you, do you worry about that? Not really, because, like,
4: so the, so on Instagram, for example, I, I, I use Instagram very lightly. I, I will post a picture probably once a year, or I'll post something probably once a year, like a big event, like a, you know, a homecoming dance, or a um, you know, a, a big vacation or something. I I won't be like one of those people who like post snap picture post every day. Um I, m- more of that's on Snapchat and all this stuff where I've done like something stupid uh is on Snapchat. And Snapchat's interesting because Snapchat you can't access from a I mean, well, they just introduced Snapchat web, but uh for the most part, you cannot access Snapchat from a browser. You have to be friends with somebody, mutual friends to see anything they post. And it goes away in 24 hours. So, like, you can't use Wayback Machine. You can't use anything like that. Snapchat, I mean, you know, there's always a way. But it it seems like Snapchat is pretty safe from, you know, like a college admissions person seeing it.
3: But Snapchat is also the thing that, uh, you know, I remember when Snapchat came out and the the controversy around it was, you know, exactly what you're saying, but... On on the opposite side of the coin, uh, somebody sends something obnoxious or something uh, threatening or or something abusive to to a young girl, for example, or a teenage girl. Yeah, and the the evidence is gone.
4: Yeah, that's that's the double edged sword. That you know that that will pro- that's a case that will probably always be unsolved if they if if
3: she like didn't you know save it or whatever um and and that, and that's what people were i mean that's what you know as a father of of a teenage girl also uh that's one thing that can there, there are a lot of things that concern. I mean, I, we we can go on and on. We we could fill the the remainder of the show with the the, the things yes. that are that are concerning about about what can happen on Snapchat. But uh, mo- moving on, to, as we've got a couple of more minutes to go here. And again, if you want to chime in, three one four four three six seventy nine hundred is the number here at KMOX with Quinn sells, expert on being a teenager because he is one. <laughs> and here and. Here to help us uh, be be more enlightened on the teenage mind. But the, the last thing I wanted to get into with you, and this is another uh, in the more serious realm. Uh, there have been pr- drinking and drug pressures on high school kids for about as long as there have been high school kids. Uh, things, things changed periodically. It was, you know... Acid and pot in the seventies, cocaine and pot in the eighties. Then you know different things that that come around. Uh, you hear stories now about heroin, about fentanyl that scare the absolute life out of any parent. Uh, and I know because we've talked about it, it scares scares life out of you too. Yeah. Uh, what what out there? What what is the most Nerve wracking thing out there as far as just what's floating around and what you don't want to see your friends get into, but you worry they might.
4: So, so, um, so fentanyl is a big one. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know of anybody who would like, you know, say, like, oh, I want to start doing fentanyl. Like, you know, that's not really a thing. What worries me is they fentanyl is known to be uh something that you know um a shady drug dealer will use to f- to lace you know uh maybe a uh marijuana vaporizer or um so- something like that something you know that it's found in stuff that is like a much like a lighter thing like 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 pot um that's that's really what worries me because you know i i know of some people who who partake in smoking and um you know, I I always just worry. You know, just one time they buy you know a pen from the wrong guy, um, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, they're either hooked or they overdose. It's you know, it's a really powerful thing. That's that's my biggest worry.
3: I mean, yeah, you know, legalization of marijuana in Missouri that has been a a very a debated topic. Um, as a parent, I certainly worry about it. I mean. You know, you're uh, you're still underage and you will be underage for three or four years more. Um, but on one side, when it's legal, it's more available. On the other side, when it's legal, it's probably better regulated and probably at least safer. Um, what you know, what, what do you think? is it are they make did they did they make the right did they make the right choice by legalizing it or does it become too easy uh
4: no i, I think they may, i think they made the right choice by legalizing it you know it's it's a uh you know financially speaking it's a it's a great source of tax revenue for uh for states uh illinois is having a is having a, a pool of money with that uh but um and, and you know it's you, you know if you're if you're going to have if you're gonna have alcohol be legal, then you have to legalize pot too, because pot is actually actually has less health. You know, if you, if you if you know, it still has effects on your lungs when smoked, but it, it has less effects, uh, less like unhealthy effects yeah. on somebody uh, than alcohol does. Yeah.
3: Luke from Webster is back with us. Luke, what you got? I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, uh, we get Luke. Turn your radio down. Hi, you Luke, you there? I, I think we, I, he was going to ask what you were already. Okay, I think, about we, may, that, I I think wanna, we may have lost Luke, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, that is going to be one of those. That's going to be one of those things. I think that the that people are going to wrestle with for a while. You, you know, you 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 make good points as far as the. Uh, the the comparison with alcohol, but I, I think that at the end of the day, it just comes down to being able to it, to regulate it in some way. But but you know what, parents don't want to see something that, the like that made easier to get in the into the hands of their kids. And, and and I you know I think the the hope of any parent out there listening is that people your age understand that that you know sometimes it's, you know things that are out of sight, out of mind if it's not easy to get your hands on you just move on without it i think i think that that's where a, a lot of parents come from who were were very upset to s- to see that legalized yeah i mean let's face it you know people i'm going to take a wild guess that you know people who cannot handle that responsibility fair yes very very
4: fair um y- y- the thing with that though is like uh if somebody wants something, they're going to get their hands on it. You know, as you were talking about uh, people with uh, you know pot in the seventies, it was like back then, you know, it was like, uh, you know, Nixon made it a schedule one drug and like, it was very, you know, it was very illegal back then, but people were still smoking it. You know, if, 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 if somebody has a huge desire to do something like that, they're going to find a way to do it. And you know, it's, it's, there's no point in you know making it illegal for something
3: like that, uh, but there are the questions of brain development, for example. So w- which yes, d-
4: un- under the age of 25, it it it, it does hinder your brain yeah. development. Uh, but we're not hold- alcohol.
3: Yeah, and we're not holding you up as an expert on any of this. But what we are no, holding you all. up as an expert on is, is being 17 and all the stuff is out there. And I, I will I will wrap us up uh, by by saying this. Uh, I don't envy you because it's not gotten any easier. <laughs> there's, no, there's no question about that. So keep on fighting the good fight. As, as your mother is wont to say when you leave the house on a, give, on a given night, don't do stupid stuff. Ah, yeah, stuff, <laughs> yeah. Quinn Sells, <laughs> thank you for being with us tonight, sir. Of course. Thank it, you for having me. 848 KMOX is at your service. KMOX at your service, Tuesday night, wrapping up our first hour, it's 8.51, and the talk of the town, really, certainly the talk the talk on social media, the talk a lot of places, the lead of every newscast locally and nationally, uh, has been Southwest Airlines, and uh, we're going to get into that a little bit further in the next hour, uh, but want to kind of tune you up for it, if you will, and uh, just talking a little bit. About what happened, words like "disastrous" being used in the press, thousands of flights being canceled, both here in St. Louis and across the country, and it was something that you know, they really believed that you know the big storm that kind of moved across the country, starting on the twenty third, and 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 kind of taking its taking its way through Christmas as it made its way from coast to coast, uh, that those moments and. The time immediately following, that was going to be the real travel headache, which it it clearly was, but nobody realized, nobody thought that there would still be a problem here as we sit now on December 27th, well through the holiday, well through the weather, but for some reason, Southwest it has has got a nightmare on its hands. They just they have not been able to pull it together. And uh, apparently what, what's going on here, the way the experts are are playing this out, the way the experts are are discussing this is that the problem has to do with. Basically. Their methods of communicating and the kind of communication they used and and even like artificial intelligence and things like that that they used that they used to figure out where the planes are, where the pilots are, how long they've been flying and where best to put them and where best to get them so they can get the flights moving and plus going place to place to place as opposed to having the the hub system uh, that we all that we're all familiar with uh that that most of the big airlines use st. louis of course was a twa hub for such, for such a long time uh so coming up in our next hour we are going to talk with a, a meteorologist from the national weather service and we're not going to be talking to him about the storm so much as the fact that uh he and his family had their holiday plans basically canceled because of this because of the, you know, some 60 to 70 percent of Southwest flights that were canceled. Uh, We've also got uh, an interview that uh, X's Michael Calhoun conducted earlier with uh, Peter Green. He's the uh, travel editor at CBS News, who will be able to talk a little bit more about how this worked out and why it happened. But as we kind of finish out the hour, I think what stands out to me, Uh, Dates back about 15, 16 years. Uh, It was the winter of, I want to say it was 2006, 2007. And uh, same thing, bad storm. JetBlue at the time was the airline that took an absolute beating. Almost put them out of business. They had... People stranded everywhere. They had most of their flights canceled. Of course, it was a completely different setup. They were a uh, an airline that basically had one hub, and that was JFK Airport in New York City. And New York had a huge snow-slash-ice storm. Nothing could get in out, or out of JFK for a couple of days, and everything backed up, and it snowballed, no pun intended, and – that airline almost went out of business over this. It got that bad. They the stock plummeted. Uh, people were going crazy, wanting federal regulation, wanting federal penalties, and all this kind of thing because they because they did some stupid stuff. They were leaving people on the uh, they were leaving people sitting on planes on the tarmac for seven and eight hours hoping the plane was going to be able to take off, and it never did, and refusing to take them back to the terminal to let them sit there. And there was actually federal legislation that came out of that entire incident. And so what you've got to wonder now is uh, what's going to happen with Southwest Airlines. They've always been a favorite here in St. Louis. Over the years, they've been kind of the model for doing things right in the airline industry. They clearly have not done that here. And so... What are the repercussions going to be? And there's a couple of different places to look. What will the repercussions be with the government? You know, will there? Will they? You know, it's always easy for a politician to call a big investigation and raise cane, you know, with an airline or somebody like that, uh, and, and use it as a platform. And what will happen with customers? Going to change how you fly? I'd like to hear from you in our next hour. For now, I'm George Sells. It's 8.56 and you're listening to Cam Wax.
2: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.